Hello, this is Masajani. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today is going to be a good pos- podcast. It's episode 96, uh, Wealth and Religion. This is part of the Demystifying Religion series um, that we offer. Uh, as a note, if you want me to clarify anything from any religion, especially the main ones, you know, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, um, drop me a line at Moss EI, Moss Exponential Intelligence at Mossajani.com. That's Moss EI at Mossajani.com. Also, a lot of fantastic trips coming up, uh, events coming up throughout the world. So check that. Getting more and more popular. Thanks to you guys. Uh, I think our podcast number is close to a million now. And that's all pretty much organic growth. We don't spend uh, you know millions uh, of dollars like some other <clears throat> individuals. Uh, trying to uh, bump up their ratings. Uh, again, organic growth through people like you who listen to it. They start to see transformations. They tell their uh, their friends and family. Okay. So again, thank you for that support. Uh, we'll continue on to give you great products, uh, You know, great thoughts of, through exponential intelligence. Um, yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. And as always, I really don't prepare uh, we have questions set aside, and like I said before, if you have a question, uh, send me a, a drop me a line. Okay, so uh, wealth and uh, wealth and religion and spirituality, and usually they don't mix, right? uh, and so does uh, what do they say? Uh, politics and religion don't mix, right? Um, which isn't true either. So we're going to demystify the religious aspect, and maybe we'll do. Um, you know, politics and religion, or church and state, uh, in a different uh, demystifying religion. Um, you know, if you if you look out through history, you know, there's quotes in the Bible, right, uh, about talking about sin and wealth, or the wealthy being sinful, and that's what they preach about. In fact, if you Google about wealth and religion. You'll see a lot of verses, a lot of quotes, a lot of sayings, a lot of instruction <clears throat> on uh, how the wealthy are sinful. Okay, um, and I talked about this uh, in another podcast. I'm not going to get into what we talked about. I just want to clarify some of the wealth okay, that great prophets have had. Okay? Uh, again, there's another podcast on it. I'm not exactly sure of the title. Uh, we'll get that out to you on Facebook or Instagram uh, on that. <clears throat> but let's talk about the prophets that were wealthy right? uh, and and give you examples of you know wealth in the Bible, uh, the Quran, the Torah, uh, uh, the Hebrew book. Uh, look at Abraham. He was a very he was in politics. Uh, I guess he was one of the leaders uh, of that clan. He was a clan leader. Okay. Very powerful. And again, very religious. Okay. Uh, look at Noah. He would have to have a lot of money to buy building materials for the ark that he built. Right. Uh, look at Muhammad. 
he was married to a very wealthy businesswoman, and that was his trade as well. He was a trader, or he brought trade into, say, certain countries, right? The Silk Road, he was involved in that. Uh, look at Jesus. Uh, very noble family. Right? And that's why I really don't believe he slept in a manger. Right? Anybody uh, at Jesus' level who would come into town, very popular, by the way, would never be allowed to sleep into sleep at, in a manger. Okay? Uh, again, very wealthy. Um, Moses, uh, he had a flock of sheep as far as the eye could see. It's a lot of wealth. So these are men of high religious standards. Many of them brought in uh, a lot of thought. Any of those leaders, right? Jesus. Oh, I forgot Buddha. Buddha, he was a prince. He went in. Uh, he went into the woods. You know, let go of all, all his princely belongings. But you know, when he came back out, you know, being who he is, right, he still used his level of wealth to be taken care of. Uh, so, you have to really ask yourself, uh, does wealth really take you to that hell space? Uh, does wealth corrupt you? Right? So those are the questions we're going to ask. And this is the story that I'd like to share with you uh, that comes, uh, it's part of the Islam religion, part of the Bible. Uh, I'm going to read you the story from the, he the, the Hebrew book of Job. Uh, and I'll break it down for you. And so we'll go ahead and start. Uh, the character in, in the book of Job consists of Job, his wife, his three friends, uh, a man named Elhu, uh, God and angels. It begins with an introduction to Job's character. He is described as a blessed man who lives righteously uh, in the land of Uz. Uh, the Lord's praise of Job's prompts an angel with the title of Satan, accuser, to suggest that Job served God simply because God protected him. Uh, now again, E.I. has a different perspective on uh, Satan. Uh, most religions look at, say, somebody outside of yourself making that judgment. Right? E.I.'s perspective. Always, uh, there is no judgment for God from God, uh, because that would be uh, uh, against free will, the number one tenet uh, of all the religions out there, right? even in spirituality uh, movements. There's free will involved. So if you're starting to judge, then is there any free will? So think about that as we continue on the story. Uh, jobs are, uh, uh, Job served God simply because God protected him. Uh, God removes Job's protection, ordering the angel to take his wealth, his children, and his physical health, but not his life. Okay. So let's stop right there. Uh, actually, this happened to me. Okay. Uh, was it was it uh, you know Satan testing me? Was it God testing me? Not really. I, I call it detox. And let me explain just a bit. 
Okay, because many of you will go through this. Okay. Uh, in my in my position or in my experience, okay, uh, I thought that success and wealth was, say, my security blanket, right? Uh, my security for, um, blanket for my kids, uh, my wife. Right? Uh, I didn't have my security <clears throat> through pure source. It was about money. If I had a lot of money in the bank, then I'll be feel secure. I'll be safe. Didn't turn out that way. Right? So as I uh, when I <clears throat> after my second near death experience, pretty much lost everything. Went into bankruptcy uh, again. Lost everything. Uh, my home, two million dollar home. Uh, my business that I had worked for 15, 20 years of my life. You know, to get to a to a level of affording uh, a two million dollar house. Uh, all, all that went down the drain. Uh, when I got to the point that I pretty much lost everything, okay? this was after my near death, uh, I got to the point and I knelt down, really just praying to God, uh, going, please help me. And then at that time, something came in to me and I heard this beautiful voice. It's like, well, now that you've lost everything, what have you really lost? And then there was a light that came through me. It was quite blissful, quite amazing, and quite powerful. And it dawned on me, oh my God, my security that I thought was of a physical possession like money. And this realization, again, this is exponential intelligence, uh, this realization came through that I really haven't lost everything. My security should only come from pure source and an awakened spirit. So it was a big, huge, I'm talking huge uh, lesson to learn. From that day, I never looked back to, say, having physical possessions uh, to make me feel secure. Okay? Physical possessions never make you feel secure. And this is where the error in religion comes. Okay? This is not just in wealth, but in all areas, this is good, this is bad, this will, if you did this, or do this, or have this, uh, it's sinful, you're going to lead to hell. Uh, again, none of that matters. It doesn't, it doesn't account for anything. Right? It doesn't take you to hell or heaven. Right? Nothing physical. The meanings behind it, though. So in my case, and soon you'll read uh, in Job's case, what happened next. So let's jump into the story again. And again, uh, God removes Job's protection, ordering, ordering the angel to take his wealth, his children, uh, and his physical health, but not his life. Okay. Um, let me explain that more. When I help you connect to pure source, anything just like me, I had wealth, uh, anything that you think is security for you will get removed. Whether you think it's Satan or God, you know, that's another story. Uh, I think it's just a process that you go through, clarifying, cleaning up. That's EI's definition. Uh, again, if you hold on, say, to your spouse, it's not that your spouse will get removed, but clinging on to that person to provide security. 
that'll have to get pulled out. If you cling on to your authority, your intelligence, your title, right, you'll be tested because all those are of physical nature. Right? Everything will get, will get pulled out of you. Right? If you believe uh, in, say, a specific religion, no matter what it is, if you have deep faith that that religion will provide for you, that will get pulled out. Your spiritual movement, that'll get pulled out. Why? Just because it's outside of you. EI's perspective, uh, and again, it's proven thousands of people that I've worked on, all that starts coming in. Right? You are connected to pure source and your higher self. That's the only security you need. Then you understand your religion, your spirituality, from a very different perspective, a power perspective. Uh, unlike, uh, again, most of, say, the religion aspects, right, where you have to reach outside of yourself to, prov to be provided security. Or, worse yet, you have to go through a middleman to be provided security. If you look at your lives, or really, people who are really religious, not that much, not that secure. You know, even people who have uh, mass wealth, they're not that secure. Right? I talk to a lot of them actually every day. So this is the process that we go through. Um, this just EI's perspective on it. So God protected him. God uh, God removes Job's protection, ordering the angel to take his wealth, his children, and his physical health, but not his life. Uh, despite his difficult circumstances, he does not curse God. Uh, but rather curses the day of his birth. Uh, and although he anguishes over his plight, he stops short of accusing God of injustice. Job's miserable earthly condition is simply God's will. Okay. Uh, again, E.I.'s perspective. Uh, God will never do that to you. Uh, in essence, this is what people go through all the time as they clean up, as they become abundant from a pure source perspective. And everything, again, gets removed that is not of say, security from pure source. Does that mean you have to live without that? Uh, we'll see in the story shortly. In the following, uh, Job debates uh, three friends uh, concerning Job's condition. Uh, they argue... Uh, whether it was justified, and they debate solutions to his problems, Job ultimately condemns all their counsel, beliefs, and critiques of him as false. So what part of the story, or what part of the detox, parallels this, this part of the story? Okay. Uh, you'll start to have your friends, your family, your loved ones, you know, associates, whoever, uh, schools of thought, religion, society, you know, as you clarify, okay, because not many people get their security from pure source and an awakened spirit, okay, they'll justify a lot of things, they'll justify you coming back to the family, say, culture, right, uh, back to whatever culture, back to, say, the spiritual movement that you're in, the religious movement that you're in. Not that you moved out of it, but you see it from a different perspective, so they look at you as an outsider. Again, what you're seeing and what Job is seeing, okay, is the clarity that comes through when you're connected to pure source 
through an awakened spirit, right? You start to see, and this is the difference between, say, detox uh, and the same crap that, you know, spirals you down, literally. Okay? The difference is, in detox, you'll get stronger, okay? more confident. Uh, there's a light in your eyes. There's a brightness in your eyes uh, that shines through as the stuff uh, comes off you. Right? All that insecure securities that you had, again, all those things start peeling away from you. Right? And that's where you get stronger. So although from the outside it looks like you know, you're falling apart, on the inside, why do you feel so strong? Again, he dismisses his, he dismisses his friend's perception about him. God then appears in, to Job and his friends out of a whirlwind. Not answering Job's central question, Job, by staying silent before God, stresses the point that he understands that his afflictions is God's will, even though he despairs at not knowing why. Job appears faithful without direct knowledge of God and without demands for special attention from God. Okay. That part is so important. Let me just read it again. Job appears faithful without direct knowledge of God and without demands for special attention from God. Okay. That is so key. Uh, let me share you my story. My story. As I was sending higher after I lost pretty much well, as I, after I lost everything, um, I kept asking for God for help. It's like, please, God, help me. Please. And it's like, no. It's like, please, you know, God, help me. It's like, no. Uh, and then there might be other sources that just didn't feel, say, that pure to me. You know, it's like, oh, please, God, help me. It's like uh, another, say, light or another brilliance would come in. It's like, I can help you. But again, it just didn't feel like God's voice. It's like, well, who are you? Are you a pure source, pure intent? You know, um, back before I coined pure source, I called, oh, well, are you God? Are you are you pure intent for me? Uh, and they would just whisk away, wash away. Right? So ask, always ask. Again, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel pure to you, then it's probably not. Okay. Uh, and then finally, I never questioned God. Okay. I knew that God was always watching over me, but why wasn't, say, he, and I just use he just to make it easier, okay. why wasn't he answering my prayers? It wasn't that he was ignoring me. It wasn't that he was cursing me. It was nothing like that. Okay. I realized this after I strengthened from this experience. It took me a few, about six, seven months, to figure it out. Okay. But no matter how often I would pray to God, uh, you know, please help me, and the answer would be no. I didn't say God doesn't give a damn about me. God is cursing me, uh, that wretched God, you know, God damn it, and so on. Uh, again, I just kept going on. I'm going, God, I know there's a pure connection I can see it. I can feel it. I've been there before. I died twice, and I've seen it. Again, the problem was not with God. 
most of us think the problem is with God. Right? Actually, we're just not in the right frequency to accept God's love. Okay? That's what it boils down to. Right? It's not the other way around. Okay? Just like a radio station. Right? If you're not in the frequency, you're not going to get the music that you're wanting to listen to. Right? Most of us, you know, we're off frequency. Right? We're not on that channel. Uh, and then we think, well, gosh, there's something wrong with the radio, something wrong with uh, the radio station. No, we just to need to tune ourselves more. We need to get rid of all the static that's around us so we can hear, say, the voice of pure source much stronger, much easier. Uh, I learned that about, say, seven months after. And as I say, tuned in or honed in on the frequencies of pure source through that awakened spirit, because that's what it was about. Okay? The, the, the science behind it, I'll tell you in another podcast. Um, as soon as I tuned in, you know, and you know that you're tuned in, you just feel it in the depths of your bones. It's not just me, uh, other people I've helped. Uh, they feel it, they're just connected. By the way, when you're that connected, it never disconnects, because it's such a blessed state. Okay? Uh, and it's always present moment, because there's no time, there's no space in that connection. Um, once I connected, again, once I honed in, it's like, congratulations. And I'm going, well, why didn't you help me before? It's like, well, it'd be against free will. I gave you all the tools necessary to hone into me. It's your job to make use of those tools. And besides, if I did it for you, you would not be as awakened as you are. Right? That was the message that I got. Right? Whether you call it pure source, God, or whatever, that was, a, again, to me, it was pure source. Um, in fact, I confirmed that it was pure source. So, and then, it finally dawned on me. It's like, oh my God. So it's actually, say, a growing and expansive experience. Yeah. Let me relate it to you, what happens to a lot of people as, say, you go through this process of cleaning up, is that, well, you know, you're going to be tested, not by God, okay? you're going to be tested by your behaviors, your old patterns, you know, the frequencies that you run before. Okay? New frequencies are coming in, okay, or they're, they're starting to come in. Those old frequencies, those old patterns that are giving you the radio stations that aren't beneficial for you. They're, you know, they're starting to get deleted. But just like old habits, they're hard to break. Right? Uh, and besides, it's a lot easier to listen to those older radio stations because, well, you're more comfortable. No matter how distorted, no matter how oppressive, uh, no matter how, say, abusive they are. Right? For some individuals, uh, it's just more comfortable, because that's what they're familiar with. So the test, that is the test for you. Do you stay on your old patterns, or do you go with the new patterns? Okay. And again, it, this the story just parallels exactly the process everybody pretty much goes through 
as they come into, say, in that enlightened state, or I call it the 360 degrees of abundance. And again, it's just uh, such a beautiful uh, sentence. Let me just read it again. Job appears faithful without direct knowledge uh, of God and without demands for special attention from God. Pretty much like what I did. Um, even for even for a cause that all others would declare to be just. And the text gives an allusion to Job 28.28. And unto man, he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Okay. So let me say that again. And unto man, he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Again, departing from evil, departing from your old ways. Right? Not necessarily Satan right? or uh, anything dark. Right? Again, it's just the old patterns that aren't abundant for us. Right? Uh, let me just talk about a little bit about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is not really... You know, you're scared of doing something wrong, and you know he's going to catch you. Okay? It's really not about that at all. Um, when you start to see the brilliance and the knowledge that's up there, and again, I've been there, it is so unbelievable. It is so powerful. It is so brilliant. It's scary. That's what they're talking about. Uh, and by the way, that power... Even at my level, people are scared of me. So if people are scared of me at my level. If you met God, or even your higher self, if you knew who you are, right? in comparison to where I am, where people are scared of me, right, because of my abilities, just think how scared people would be, right, to meet God or you know an awakened self. That's where that fear comes from. But let's continue on. God rebukes the three friends uh, and gives them instruction for remission of sin. So let me explain that sentence for you. Again, basically, God really doesn't do anything, you know, to them. But the punishment that they receive is from the pattern that they run. That's what it's really about. Again, it's not somebody outside of you punishing you or, or you know, giving you benefits. Uh, it's really the patterns that you run. It's simple as that. If you're running distorted, abusive patterns, well, that's what you're going to get, a distorted, abusive life. Right? If you're running abandoned patterns, that's what you're going to get. So God rebukes. The three friends and gives them instruction for remission of life, uh, remission of sin, followed by Job being restored to an even better condition than his former wealthy state. Just want to read it again. Job being restored to an even better condition than his former wealthy state. Job forty-two, seventeen. Job is blessed to have seven sons and three daughters. His daughters were said to be the most beautiful women in the land. So again, E.I.'s perspective on that, guys, you wash away, say, the dirty money, 
Okay, and there's two. Uh, money is distorting for you. Uh, I'm not going to uh, refute that at all. Uh, so is uh, anything else beautiful uh, distorting for you? If it's not brought about you, brought about into you, uh, the proper way. Again, this was the proper way, connecting God, having a security, having a, your faith, right? just like Job did, uh, in a higher source, what I call, what I call pure source. Okay? No judgment, no, why did God do this to me? It's God wills, anything like that. Again, it's just that total faith, total belief that you are a brilliant individual. Just like Job, uh, I'm starting to get my wealth back Many individuals who start to, you know, lose or have lost their wealth because of a distorted programs, right? Uh, that say, if you have a lot of wealth, you get abused by it. And there's a lot of people like that. I'm not going to go through the list. A lot of famous people, I'm sure you know, have gone through that. Right? Their lives are miserable. Uh, again, it's not about the money. There's a lot of people who don't have any money. Their lives are miserable. I think I have a podcast that I recorded on that as well. Um, but the key is, is that once you're on track, right? once you're unburdened, once that ego is in check, right? knowing that again, all abundance comes from one source, pure source, through an awakened spirit, right? uh, your level of abundance will escalate to whatever you're comfortable with. Right? Whether it's a thousand a month, ten thousand a month, hundred thousand a month, a million a month, whatever it might be, right? uh, and whatever physical that you're receiving will not distort you. In fact, it'll enhance not only you, not only your loved ones, but then say your, uh, you know, your your city, your society, the group that you're with. So that's that's the true meaning of wealth and religion and spirituality. Okay. Again, guys, as we end, and we'll do a meta-healing right after uh, in just a minute, um, take a look at all the great prophets. There's, I, I told you about a handful. Uh, there's thousands uh, of prophets around there. Many of them, uh, again, they come from a wealthy lineage. Why shouldn't you? Let's go ahead and jump into uh, a meta-healing. What is meta-healing? Meta-healing is a meditation on steroids that transforms thousands of lives. Whether you're a meditation junkie or failure, this works. I guide you into a very, very deep meditative state, and I reprogram you through abilities I was gifted with after my near deaths. I access your admin level and reprogram your spiritual blueprint while you're in meditation. Through exponential intelligence, we combine forces to help achieve your desires. Okay, whether you're new... Whether you've been here before, let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. Just noticing where you are, noticing your environment, noticing your surroundings. Whether your eyes are open or closed. Again, you're in control. You can close them at any time to get even more comfortable, more into your body. Perhaps even noticing your breathing. Strong breath in, inhaling through the nose. Nice and slow, holding it. And then exhaling, letting go. Nice and slow. Acknowledging all the other people on the call, on this podcast, whether they're listening to the listening to it at the same time or not, doesn't matter. 
there's strength in numbers. Right? And we all want that same thing, to improve our lives. Right? It creates a lot of momentum. That momentum creates that mastermind, which allows us to maintain the changes that we've had, right? so we don't get sucked into the old patterns, but also tracks out new ground. Much easier, much faster. Strong breath in again. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? And then settling in. Settling into our body. So I continue to work on you. Again, if you're new, guide you into a nice deep state of meditation. Far beyond hypnosis. Far beyond in your normal meditative practice. Much easier, much faster, as you've noticed. And then I work on you. Your source code. Reprogram you. And that's where the transformations you may have heard about and perhaps experienced yourself come about much easier, much faster to that abundant state. Today's intention, bringing in frequencies of the wealth of say, the prophets. You don't have to take my word for it. Learn from the best. Get all those wealthy prophets. So we'll bring in their understanding of wealth, their understanding of knowledge through exponential intelligence. Strong breath in, nice and strong. Uh, focusing in uh, on the forehead area. Mm. Let's do this. Whatever religion you are, whatever or whoever your favorite prophet is, uh, see if I can bring, say, their mindset uh, in and around you. Okay, most of you will probably feel it right away. Some of you will, who don't feel things right away, obviously, a delayed in reaction. Strong breath in, nice and deep.
If you don't have, say, a favorite prophet or a prophet that you lean towards, don't worry. Just notice your forehead. Notice the back of your neck. Notice your chest plate, your sternum bone. Breath in again, nice and strong. Get noticing your chest, back of your neck, your forehead. Let's count down from 13 down to zero. We'll see if you can bring in frequencies. Whoever that wealthy prophet that you want to follow is. Again, noting your breath. 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Slowing down time as we go deeper. 7 and deeper. And deeper to a state, complete self, complete awareness, six, five, even deeper yet, disconnecting from time. Four, three, two, one. Zero. Yeah. Bringing whomever in and around you. Bringing their success tips on spiritual wealth.
work on you a few minutes in silence here. noting your breath, perhaps noting a brilliant presence around you, Again, strong breath in. As wind. I recommend just hanging out here, space for as long as you'd like. Still feel that we're connected to the mastermind group. Still feel like I'll be working on you. Now as I close up, just one more question for you to ponder on. If God is all abundant, all knowing, And you've been created from the image of God. And again, this isn't my saying. This is all the religions, spiritual movements. 
Wouldn't that mean that you should be as abundant, knowledgeable as well? Wouldn't that mean that that's your natural state, your natural right? Again, you're created in the image of God. Thanks for being on the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening in. Till the next time, notice what you notice, and then notice the details of what you notice. So you can become mindful. Mindful.